Entertaining, the least, uh, perhaps enlightening and invigorating. Welcome to the Incense Hour. Uh, my name is Daniel Cade Strait. I am 18 years old, and this is, I guess, the first, it's really the second episode, but I think it'd be the first official sort of run of this program um i don't know when this will be up on itunes but we'll have a good time with it no matter what and uh topics i got a lot of stuff this is a bit of a test run i'll talk about myself and then i'll get into some perhaps current events, to get the ball rolling. And I have a few suggested topics already lined up, thanks to some of my current viewers and listeners. Um, But this is uh, perhaps more serious than my first episode. Uh, If you haven't heard that, my YouTube channel is a Nesty TV uh, A-N-E-S-T-I, capital T-V. And you can find me on facebook.com forward slash TV. Also at WordPress, um, that's com. However, there's not as much there. The YouTube channel is really where it's, where it's at. And then getting into the podcast section of the Anesti world, the Anesti family. And then later on in the winter, um, later on this year, late fall and the winter, uh, I may move it into the fall, but I'm planning on a winter, early winter, um, release of Anesti games. And that, my friends, is walkthroughs, let's plays, lore, and more. So, headlines, what's going on? Google News. And I am a Google News buff. <laughs> I have used it for the Anesti cast Blue Zone episodes. And so, we'll see what uh, sort of more spiritual things are going on in the world. And, uh, by the way, um, I should, um, warn that, uh, this is not absolutely scripted. This is a go with the, f- go with the flow kind of thing for now, as I get more organized and more experience setting up a podcast, it, it should sound more professional, more, um, uh, organized, really. Um, so, 
the intent here is mostly spiritual things. And um, the headlines are quite uh, limited lately. For example, the Spurs um, basketball team, NBA, Spurs Jesus foils robbery and helps capture thief. That's nice. Also, a soup kitchen offers free meal for return of Jesus statue. Ah. So, not a whole lot to talk about there. Um, I thought I would start with a bit of... I, I always like books because they... They offer a, a bit to talk about as far as uh, podcast material goes, I think. And um, in my first episode, I mentioned some books. Uh, I got another book here, and actually two more from last time. And I would urge you all to listen to that first episode. Um, it, it's about Protestantism later on, and it's not at all scripted it's not planned really much very much at all but i mention a few books and then i go into eventually what would be sort of my thoughts about um protestantism itself and uh in a recent video i went into that a little bit more in a different way so uh, you can watch that as well at the youtube channel Anesti TV. Now, Karen Armstrong. Okay, this ex-nun. Very interesting. I have read one of her books almost all the way through. I believe it was about mythology, um, and it had to do a bit with the legends of the major religions. Um, so... And that's what she really covers is are the three ma- the Abrahamic faiths, and uh, this book I have here, right here with me is a history of God, the four thousand year quest of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. And so far, so good. Uh, I'm not past the inter- introduction, but uh, you know, always uh, if you're looking for books to read yourself. I'm not here to review it, but it's there. <laughs> um, and then, how to expand love, widening the circle of loving relationships by uh, His Holiness, the Dalai Lama. Pretty good, as well, so far. Um, what we have... As far as suggested topics goes, uh, there were two that I was given early on. I had asked for them, and it is. I thought about them a bit. Can you believe in God and aliens, and how to overcome addictions? So these two are not really related. Um, in any way in that uh, they'll f- 
the content itself. One's about believing in aliens. The other's about overcoming addictions. One's practical, would need practical advice, uh, maybe step-by-step how to def- how to get rid of something. And the other is a theological question. So, you know what? This is the incense hour. I'm going to look at both of them. Split the show today on these two because I'm fairly eager to get into them and um, see what I can find on those. Now, the point of this is to take a a bit of a spiritual look at these things. Uh, These two topics... the uh, the spiritual applica- applications can be um, can be made, and what I first think when I see these questions is, like I said, they're they're both very different. However, I'll um, do my best to answer these, and I'm going to start with God. So I have a book looking at me, and it says God in big letters, G-O-D. God. I mean, we say God, depending on your religious status or spiritual uh, spirituality, you may say God a lot, or you just may say God is an exclamation a lot, or you just avoid the word altogether because it makes you uncomfortable. What, Whichever one of the three you are, and whichever the, one of the three describes you, is not really the point. The point here is, you know, uh, if there's a God, let's define God, and then we'll talk about aliens. Can you believe in God and aliens? Yes. Simple answer, yes. When you get down to it, it it gets a little muddled because, you know, religion is like that. There are a lot of views, a lot of opinions that get injected as well. Subjective things that shouldn't be elevated to their high place that they are. So, uh, aliens is one. A quick search <laughs> would offer thousands of possibilities on this. So, my belief is really not much of a belief. I think there could be aliens. I think there couldn't be aliens. Uh, It it really, for me personally, goes either way. Um, Believing in aliens is... uh, it, it, It could be described as that because you're asserting one way or the other that you you really genuinely think there are you know at least intelligent life out in the universe and that's what people say when they say believe in aliens so i would say yes you can believe there are aliens out there in the universe the universe is vast god is vast uh to say uh that you can't believe in aliens uh to anyone, you know, is, it's, it's just not true, really. Now, from my 
previous view, I'd say I'm not really sure. So it goes from 50-50 to now it's maybe 25% sure there could be aliens. Uh, because what happens is... We'll talk about the Bible now. Um, I'm assuming that most people in America are Christians. Okay, if you're religious, definitely the stats aren't lying. There's a church on every corner, at least in Oklahoma, okay? Um, but even then, in Wyoming, it was the same. Montana, it was the same, it seemed. So everywhere I've lived or been, there are churches, Christian churches. Now, let's say for a second, that's the faith we all have at this moment, and we're talking about God and aliens. The Bible, okay? The Bible says, clearly, it implies that God created man in a special, uh, in a special way compared to animals, and in a special way compared to angels even, okay? So, what it's saying, we can, we can infer this, uh, we can do some deductive reasoning, and really, it's, it doesn't take much of that. It says that, God, that man is special to God, and that God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten Son, that whoever so shall believe in him will have everlasting life. That's a big statement, and that's in the Bible. So, man is special. Does that mean that, there, that God created other men, uh, aliens, out in the universe? We don't know. However, there's an interesting verse that gets brought up. And that is in Matthew. Now, I'll have to find it. Um, Jesus, at the end of this, um, at the end of one of the Gospels, says that he has to attend to sheep and other flocks. Um, which is, you know, right off the, the bat. Okay, it, it's John. Um... And it says, it's John 10, chapter 10, verse 16. This is the English Standard Version. It says, And I have other sheep that are not of this fold, and must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. And the way I've always heard that is, which I think is NIV, is that he has to tend to other flocks. Well, look, uh, even here, I'm on the hermeneutics thing people are saying that look it it may not mean aliens you know it could mean other nations it could mean you know the the gentiles perhaps maybe or it could mean extraterrestrials beings outside of our galaxy uh, on other planets what have you so that's one verse in one sort of little section of a massive Bible. But think about it. We're a small section of a massive universe. And God is large in the sense of he's divine, he's supreme. Uh, to think that, you know, that he really, he really does, in the Bible it says, 
He really does care about us. We're important. But does that mean that there can't be others? I don't think so. But then again, I want to say it's a slim chance because of how, if we're to take the Bible as true, how special it is that he sent his son. Uh, Because, you know, aliens that are smarter than us, you know, God would have loved them more if that was important, but he sent his son here. Maybe he sent his son to other flocks, to the aliens. That verse could be implying that. You know, maybe Christ was saying, look, okay, I'm I'm actually leaving Earth. It's a bit of a deistic view because most Christians would say Christ is in heaven. Like the Bible later says, and he says, you know, he sits at the right hand of the Father. As a heavenly father. So I would say, yes, you can believe in aliens. But if you're a Christian especially, it, it really doesn't matter as much. It may to you, and that's great. Although we have a very strong reason to believe that God cares so much about us and, you know, It really wouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter to us if there's life out there. Well, I just probably made some scientists angry. Welcome back, everybody. The thing is that aliens are just a what-if at this point. There are a lot of stories. But I'd say... Let's, you know, it's up in the air. All right. That's one topic. Can we fill 50 minutes? Let's see. So, I could I could talk a little more a little bit more about myself. Um like I said, I'm 18 years old. I just graduated high school back in May, and uh I'm enjoying the summer a lot getting into my passions, my things that I I want to do, perhaps, you know, who knows, with uh, the rest of my life. So, that's good. Um, I, myself, don't really believe in aliens. Um, I never really cared much about aliens. Uh, Sorry, Dad. But I, I think it's an interesting idea. Like, what, I always wonder, like, what, what do they really look like? Do they look like us? Or or do they have to have smooth skin that's kind of bluish or something? Big eyes and big heads. So, you know, I... I just... I That's as far as I've really thought about aliens. Um, I love Halo. Halo is a great series. Shoot some aliens. Uh, they're mean aliens, and uh, you gotta kill them. So I like video games, as you could tell from that. I love film. I like making videos. As you could probably figure out, especially if you know Anesti TV on YouTube. Boom. Um, this will be on YouTube, by the way. Uh, also, I I love podcasts. I love radio. I've thought about maybe I could go into radio later. We'll see. I love music. I love a lot of things. I think I just love life. I love religion. 
I love spirituality. I'm one of those people that actually loves religion. Like, I don't hate it. <laughs> there are even religious people out there that won't even use that word to describe what what they believe. And so what we get is a lot of Christ followers and not Christians and, and all this wacky kind of, you know, word word changing that isn't really necessary, I think. But back to me, I am really having a good time right now. I hope you are. And um, before our next main topic, which is addictions, I I think we should uh, look perhaps at, um, well, um, man, maybe... uh, a sort of idea um, that I've heard a lot, and that is, as I was saying, you know, we have a lot of Christ followers, but not um, Christians. And the word word play, I would call it, or usage that is just kind of nitpicky and really just a technicality, and that I really don't see the need to necessarily get into too much. You know, there are people, you'll you'll read it and hear it like, I'm spiritual, but not religious. They'll say that. And I understand that. Um, there was a time where I didn't want to be religious. I, I don't really... It, see, okay. Religion is a way of life. Religion is what you believe and practice. It's as simple as that. And it's a unified thing. You have the main religions, which most people, uh, you know, subscribe to. Then you have lesser known religions that can even go down to a point of being a cult, you know. And those connect people. And in common beliefs, they don't always have to agree. And they won't ever all agree 100%, guaranteed. They might, you know, on a small scale, but... Religious beliefs are vast and varied, and I I don't I don't like saying like one's absolutely right, the others are all wrong, hundred percent. That's just not me. I gave that that sort of that was a phase I had. It really I've stopped trying to evangelize people, um, and more looking at enlightenment and theosis. But um, you know. That's a spiritual thing. Theosis, enlightenment, self-improvement, spiritual soundness, a sense of spiritual well-being. It's all spiritual. And you can attain that through religion. You can attain it through yourself if you want. And what I think is that what I'm getting at is uh, the spiritual, not religious, sentiment and that comes from an anti-religious not really worldview but bias or just you know this negative um can't think of the psychological term aversion to religion because maybe it was hammered into someone at a young age and now they're saying look i associate religion with this I want nothing to do with it, even the word, and all the wars that were fought, you know, 
I don't want anything to do with that word even. So, wars being fought in the name of religion, in the name of a god or, um, you know, deity or the, maybe even the idea. There are Buddhists uh, fighting Muslims in, was it like Sri Lanka or Bangladesh or something, and vice versa, you know, fighting each other, um, burning houses, I think, and just crazy stuff. Buddhists. Buddhist monks lighting themselves on fire is another interesting thing. And is is it the religion? Um, you know, I re- like I said, religion is vast, and not everyone agrees hundred percent, even in their own, and even in their uh, with each other and their denominations or their white, their wider religion. That's why there are so many Christian denominations. That's why there are so many Muslim denominations, even, and they fight each other, really fight each other. So. You know, I I can see being spiritual, not religious, and it becomes a more personal thing. The way I see it, uh, to to feel comfortable uh, with my own mind and my soul, I had to sort of ditch the whole um, notion of this religion has to be perfect 100%. Uh, Because, you know, that's just kind of, how can that be? Uh, the only perfect thing is God. Uh, so, uh, when I found Orthodoxy, I I was like, oh, this is the true church. But what I really, now, and this is over a matter of a few weeks even, more recently in my life, I, I'm understanding that it's the people that aren't perfect. The church itself isn't perfect, and the church is the, the people but God, Christ, is the cent- the center and the head of this church. That's what I believe, and that's what's important. And if I can gain spiritual transformation and uh, compassion overflowing out of me, that is the goal. Salvation is even secondary, because I found salvation in this life in a way that's important to me. That's true religion, and I think that's what is important, and that's also what the Dalai Lama gets at uh, a lot in his book, his books and stuff, his speakings. So you can be religious and spiritual at the same time. You just don't have to become all dogmatic about it and wear yourself out on it and make it all negative for everyone else. Uh, live and let live, and you know. Don't give up hope on uh, religion, as it were. And uh, we're back once again. We're almost there, people. Um, I could take the last 20 minutes or so to talk about addictions. But first, I have to talk about myself once more. This this won't be a regular thing, by the way. This is first, not really official episode, uh, more official episode than the f- the very first episode. Um, you know, getting in the swing of things and all that. That is, if you're still with me, uh, 
I wanted to say thank you. Um, it's it's been a pleasure so far, and uh, I I'm, I'll get better at it. Uh, I'll have a script next time, a set plan, maybe a co-host for all I know. Um, I did have a podcast before with some friends, and that so far is uh, the moment at, at the moment is on hold indefinitely. One of the friends is also going to move away, but um, perhaps, I mean, the way it's looking, and we're all three not in really in contact, so this is what you guys are stuck with. I love cats. Oh, I love cats. My cats. I have two cats currently, and... There's a third cat that's the neighbor's cat. Kind of a wench of a cat, I have to say. She's kind of just there all the time, really scraggly. She's she's getting these big knots on her fur. I'm not sure what's going on, but she's always outside. Always in our yard under my car. Even in the wee hours of the morning. Um, it, it's quite interesting. Kind of a hobo cat, but it's the neighbor's cat. So we kind of have a third cat. Uh, more like a third wheel. <laughs> She's kind of sweet, but hissy. Um, so, I love them all, man. Especially mine. Uh, our two cats. I'm wearing a cat shirt at the moment, actually. Um... <laughs> And I had made a a new a nasty video. I entitled it a nasty TV derp, and it's kind of a satire of some of the things I see on YouTube uh, from time to time, and in in my memory that I can't get out of some some crazy uh, spiritual stuff. So. I'm wearing it in that video, and uh, I had to make it about cats, you know. Everyone's got to have a cat video. And uh, that was mine. So, in that video, you'll at the end, you'll see two of the cats. The one under the car is not ours. So, if you haven't seen that video, you know, check it out. If you haven't seen any of my videos, check those out. You probably... I found an SDTV if you're wa- if you're listening to this. Um, you know, I love cats, man. I think they're better than dogs. We also have a dog, so. Um, and when I was growing up, we had three or four dogs, four dogs at one time. And uh, I like dogs, you know, nothing against them, but their cats are better. Cats really are kind of better, I have to say. So, what is the key to getting rid of addictions? That's the next and final topic for this episode. Pretty serious. Addiction is generally classified in two ways. One is physical and the other is psychological 
I believe the physical is um, part of the chemical addiction. Um, chemical is part of the physical uh, category in that. And, uh, you know, what do people think of when they think, when they hear the word addiction? Generally, drugs, alcohol, smoking, um, pornography, perhaps. And as well as even um, video games, perhaps, uh, also TV, even food. Food is one of those. And so all it is really uh, compulsive behavior, engagement in rewarding stimuli, and uh, despite adverse consequences, is the Wikipedia definition. And um, really, you could look at it in many ways on how to get, you know root out addiction I've you know going to church going to services going to concerts the whole evangelizing thing a lot of times if anyone mentions addiction it's how they overcame it through the Lord or you know whatever it may be it generally is in the Christian point of view rooted out by God through faith, through prayer, um, sometimes even through your self-discipline and aid. You're just aided by God. But what I've always kind of heard is it's more of faith and grace and eventually God will take care of it and you just have to put your trust in Him and turn to Him. That makes sense to me from a logical perspective. You know, it's getting your mind off of the thing that tempts you, and it, it's into something greater, much greater than the addiction. So over time, and the more you resist, it should wear down uh, the urge. And while it'll be there, each urge you defeat, each temp- time you're tempted, and you turn to the Lord, it gets weaker and weaker. And so... That's one way, uh, through spirituality, religion. <laughs> Synonymous people, let me tell you. If you don't believe me, figure it out. But um, that's one way. Another is counseling, obviously. You have psychological th- therapy. You have the psychotherapy, which is what that is. <laughs> uh, hypnosis, even. Uh, I've heard about that, read about hypnosis being an option that's another psychological practice form of uh, believing many things but compulsive behavior is one of those um replacing it with another addiction even now this is kind of funny because that just popped in my head my views on addiction are that they're detrimental Uh, I kind of take the Buddhist way here and say that um, strong attachment to things, especially fleeting things, things that will get you nowhere but momentary pleasure, <laughs> is absolutely detrimental. 
And from my experience, it just really doesn't get you anywhere. And abstaining from things gets you farther in life. And it will really help in your transformation if that's what you're going for. But, you know, that's the Buddhist idea of everything, really. Suffering is uh, from attachment. Get rid of attachment, get rid of suffering. I don't fully agree with that. Um, And that's why I can't be a Buddhist. Also kind of the church thing beliefs anyway you get what i'm saying from a christian my christian perspective prayer and you know i i still think because i'm not a magical like one day it's gone grace conquered it or something for me in one day i i think that uh it takes persistence the Bible does t- talk about persistence. Paul, I mean, come on, that guy suffered. He he was imprisoned. He had to persist. He still wrote. You know, he was writing letters to everyone, and he, he had hope. And uh, he talks about that. He talks about, you know, trying to do what he should, and he can't do what he should, what he wants to do so earnestly, because he, he does what he shouldn't. And and whether he's talking about specifically compulsive behavior or, or thoughts, you know, we may never know. The point is, uh, there's struggle in the Christian life, the Christian walk. And many Christians understand that. Many people understand that about life. It's I think everyone gets that about life at some point. It's not easy. It takes effort. No matter what you think about salvation in this life, if you want to have an extraordinary life, do you want an extraordinary life? Listen, do you do you guys want extraordinary lives? One day you'll answer that. I'm sure all of you do. We all we all should, if anything. It's a lofty kind of thing to get to what you feel is an extraordinary life whether that be fame or really influence in a in a positive way a more meaningful way definitely but to get there it takes effort lots and lots of effort loads of effort i mean there's really no doubt about that and so the strivers understand that the people who aren't gonna give up at any point and just throw in the towel and say okay you know i blew it this time maybe next time i go around they uh you know whatever it may be the ferris wheel of samsara you know cycles of death and rebirth and i'm back to buddhism again but you get what I'm saying? There are cycles mentioned in the Bible. And in fact, I heard a sermon. I th- I think it was tonight, last night or whatever, about that. And there's <laughs> cycle of sin. Um, you know, the point is to break free of that. Trust in the Lord. Trust in yourself. Okay. So let's make a list. First, trust in the Lord, trust in God. As a Christian, 
putting your faith in Christ Jesus, what he did at Calvary, and his ministry while he was alive is important. Also his church. So it's kind of a, you know, God, Christ, throne, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it's all God and then the church. Why the church? Why am I so insistent on the church? And those are capital first letters there. Uh, perhaps because from my experience, and this is from my experience, the greatest thing is to engage with other believers in a mysterious way, an unbelievable way. It, it transcends just ideas, and it becomes that spiritual connection. Uh, maybe it's through the liturgy, uh, through the Eucharist, and I'm speaking in Orthodox terms here. Maybe it's just through prayer together, or whatever it may be. Connect with others, okay? With God. And that's the point of church, a fellowship. The church is the people. No matter what you call the building, church building, that could be the church, but it's it wouldn't be the church without the people in there, okay? You know the little, I think of the back to the little, uh, this is the church, this is the steeple, you know, put your hands, open the doors to see all the people. It's the church. It's a shell. But inside the filling is the people. Have you ever had a cowtail? Oh. Cowtails are like this is filled with the cream in there and then the uh, I don't know what that is. It's caramel, I think. Sort of a not really sweet caramel, but they're pretty darn good. The people the filling the building is out of shell but you know all that together and especially for you know the eastern christian with the icons and the incense you know i just burned incense this the incense there come on it's a, a spiritual shell that you open up as you as you wish you know no one's gonna force you I don't know where you're living. <laughs> but it's that connection with the others and with God. So that's step, that's step one. Call that religion. Call that whatever you want to call it. You need a spiritual basis. It could be Buddhist, Muslim, Jewish. You know, go to a synagogue. As long as you have that central thing. That's spiritual. Okay. You may have a, lot, a bunch of friends. You know, you hang out all the time. But that's not a spiritual body. That's not a church. Okay? It's not... They, they can be the church to you if they're spiritual. If they're, they have faith. If they don't believe anything, what the heck are they going to do? And this is not um, it in any way saying that you have to be spiritual either. It, your friends should be support for you, and you should be support for them. As iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another. Biblical, once again. You know, they didn't make this stuff up. 
This has deep wisdom that's thousands of years old, okay? And that's like church tradition. So, step one, accomplish. Once you have that, a strong theological, spiritual basis, and, and you know it's strong, okay? And, and it's not even just like you have to mingle with every person in this church and has to be, you know, no, it's it's a body thing, you know? The hand doesn't communicate with, with the, es- the esophagus very often anyway, <laughs> but they're there in the body. All right, step two, trust in yourself, okay? You have to trust in yourself to go to step one anyway, so these aren't in order of importance either. Granted, God would be the supreme thing in all of this, in everything. You know, that's what we believe. But step two is yourself. Trust that you can break this thing. Know it and say it daily. Pray it, back to God. Tell others, back to communion. And believe it, okay? All these, see all these preachers and and, and Buddhist preachers and stuff, you know, whatever you call Buddhist, (laughs) the bhikkhus, the monks, you know, a lot of the times in these days, people talk about your words and your thoughts. Words are powerful, man. Speak life into your life, not death, not failure and defeat, okay? And th- it starts with your thoughts. That's also biblical. So a man thinks, as a man thinks, so he becomes. Vision, envision yourself winning Envision yourself beating this stupid little addiction. And remember, back to God, it's smaller than God. What did I say earlier? God is massive. God is supreme over everything. Okay? Here's the main thing. This is all the main thing. I'm not done yet, but you have to connect those two God and yourself and that's the thing about church it's not going and being perfect it's not going and saying look at me I'm so spiritual it's not going and having you know this mental feel good for a little bit and then going back no it's a connection to the divine it's an engaging with the church it's the most beautiful thing you can probably think of I mean you know, once you engage in that, the true spirituality, once you engage in what's, you know, with other people that want the same as you, victory in life, victory for the world, as in faith, you know, perhaps evangelizing you there, I don't know, but connection with the divine, that's what it's all about. You don't go to church for you, really. It's get lost in God, okay? Be renewed. And go out and be better the next day, you know? You really should go to church and be better the next day. But that should be your goal every day. No matter if you go to church or not. But that's, you know, the first thing was God in the church. Being with these people. Second is yourself. Connect. Make a trinity with these things. God, yourself, and the church. It's all connected. So lose yourself in the church and God. Third step, um, you know, 
What could it be? Practical things. Little things. Little compared to, you know, God and the church and spirituality. But practical steps to beat the addiction. That's what a lot of people go straight to. But if you don't have the basis of the first two, you're screwed. Simple. You try to beat it. You try, 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 and never beat it because you don't have a, a driven purpose for your spiritual needs, for one, and also your personal relationship with yourself. But step three is just the icing on the cake. And these are more like, if you're keeping track of how many days you, you, you've gone without, um, you know, booting up the the porn side or, or, you know, drinking, smoking a bowl or whatever it may be, or maybe it's, you know, a habit and you're just keeping track of how many days. That's not really helpful either. Um, let me just say, you don't have to keep track of the days. You have the first two steps down, down packed to the point you don't really need that little thing. So let's throw that out. Keep track of the days only when you remember. Uh, maybe it's been three or four months. You look at the calendar and say, oh, look at that. You know, I've got like 98 days. Sweet. N- acknowledge it and move on. Don't think about it because you'll start stewing and you'll, you know, if that happens, you start thinking about it and then you get the urges and they're stronger. Um, These are the practical things. Don't count the days, though. That kind of leads... Don't count them too much, okay? Don't think about it all the time. And don't worry about it. Don't worry at all. But that's for another episode. Practical things. Simple things that put a gate in front of pitfalls. Now, I played the game Pitfall for the Super Nintendo quite a bit. I never really got past the first level. I was young, I didn't know what the heck I was doing, and a jaguar would attack me at one point, and I didn't know what to do. There was quicksand, and snakes, and jaguars. I think there were these crazy monkeys, too. But the thing about Pitfall is the Pitfall, okay? You fall on that, you're dead, man. You gotta put a fence up in front of that. Okay, these are the practical things. Once you have the first two, you know, our first trifecta, I mean our trifecta, which is the first two, which is God, the church, and yourself, in communion fully, and in a spiritual bliss, you know, you might not need number three. But, (laughs) humans aren't perfect. Okay, how many times have we said that? Humans aren't perfect. Everyone said it at some point. So like I said, get rid of counting days, obsessively anyway, um, go for a walk, um, I love this song, I Take a Walk by Passion Pit, um, pretty sure it's Passion Pit, but it, it, it says, uh, you know, I take a walk, uh, and, you know, it talks about this crazy, these crazy things, but what I always take from it is, I can take a walk, If I ever need to, I can take a walk. Lose my mind to nature. Nature is another beautiful thing that you can use. 
if you're feeling blue, go for a bike ride. Go for a walk. Breathe the air. Really be in the moment. Do some Zen stuff. Maybe meditate outside. Be in a garden. Gardens are wonderful. Look at the bees, the birds. Birds and the bees. Um, The trees, the sun, the sky. Guys, the sky is beautiful. Blue. Okay? Not just a nesty, man. <laughs> blue sky. Sometimes it doesn't look that blue, but, you know... Just lose yourself. Go for a walk. Take that walk. Come back and say, okay. Oh, my urge is kind of gone, you know. If it's still there, you know. Um, There's some other little tricks. You can call a friend. I think that would probably be one of the best things. You can take a walk and call a friend. Tell them what's going on. Have an accountability partner. Now, why that wasn't on the first two steps was because Really, really the key is the root of the problem. Why are you doing this? Maybe you're bored. You know, maybe you need that spirituality. So that's why I offered spirituality and God first. Second, connection with yourself and trust in yourself. That you will beat it and you'll live an awesome life. And you won't worry about it, really. And third was these practical steps. Um, accountability partner is is really high up there. But... Like I said, if you have those first two, you may not even need an accountability partner, you know. It's good to confess. But that's, you know, if it's depending on your church, that's part of one and two. You'll confess to a Holy Father or whatever you have, or to God. Both, really. So, you know, have an accountability partner, a friend, trusted friend. That It's not like, you know, going to really break you down every time but understanding compassionate friend and that can also tie into number one maybe a friend in the church so i can't really think of any other things for number three you know there there are silly kind of things like putting your hands in your pockets and you know singing or listening to music uh, things like that i don't know try what works you know try those out if you need but one and two are the key. Those are the keys. And you, it doesn't mean you'll get rid of your addiction right away if you're in church or something. It is a process. It is something that, you know, it's a journey. So, guys, this is this has been wonderful. I thank you for listening. And remember to check out the YouTube channel every once in a while. Tell your friends about it. Tell your family. Um, if this has touched you in any way... Um, you know, share it, love it, come back. Um, next time, which will be in a couple of weeks, um, this will be, a, by the way, this will be a bi-weekly podcast, most likely, um, especially when I'm on iTunes. I'm going to have to get the um, host up, and this episode should be on iTunes within a week or so, but you heard it here first on YouTube, so... Thank you guys for listening. Um, have a great day. Remember that uh, it's your choice in everything, really. Find your center. Find your 
your piece. So uh, you guys have a wonderful week and uh, check out those videos. And uh, my motto is Christos Honesty. So we'll see you guys later.